Well, hello and uh, good morning. I'm assuming it's morning because if I was listening to this podcast, um, I would be listening at like six o'clock in the morning. That's why I try to drop it at like six o'clock in the morning because I don't listen to many podcasts, but if I did, I'd be listening to it like on my way to work. Uh, I don't know if you're like me. <laughs> Maybe you're, I, I, I don't, I don't know why you're listening to it, to be honest with you. I'm just a dude with a phone who sits here and likes to tell stories from time to time. So for whatever reason and whatever time of day you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs> I just appreciate it. And, uh, regardless of what time of day it is, good morning. So, uh, to this, this, I'm, I'm making dinner while I'm sitting here talking to this. So I'm going to try and not make noise in the background, but I am, uh, this is the only quiet time I had to do this. So, uh, there was a, a comment on a, a video that I just put out that I, I wanted to take a look at because it's actually, I have like a whole philosophy on this, on this one weird thing that, uh, or, or I don't, I don't even know. It's not, not even like that weird um, but it was, you know, something that one of those things that people, uh, commented about. And I say that and it's, uh, not pulling up on my thing here. Uh, there it is. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to bring up the comment right now so that I can read it out. I want to give credit to where it's due. And it is from blue lines 5.0. The video is, uh, the one I put out where I was fishing for redfish on the jetty. It's called things are getting wild on the Port Aransas jetty. Uh, had a really fun day out there fishing. It was gorgeous. Uh, just excellent conditions. And I was like, you know, just getting hit left and right and had just having a good old time. Uh, ended up getting, uh, getting a nice redfish at the end, which was, you know, just kind of what actually made it a video. Uh, but so Blue Lines 5.0 made the comment. He says, uh, uh, as Stanley Orchard, uh, forgot to mention, you sure are a brave man walking on those rocks barefoot. I cut my foot once. They have sharp edges. And <coughs> yeah, they do. They, they absolutely do. And, and, uh, I, I've been shredded. I've been absolutely destroyed on the on the jetties before. But again, I have a whole philosophy on that. And having been shredded, I want to take just a moment to discuss my, my philosophy behind why I like to be barefoot out on the jetty. And this stems back to back in my high school days. Uh, was uh, surfing. Surfing was the thing. I wanted to surf. I didn't care about anything else in the world. Surfing was life. Those moments that I spent on a wave, riding, uh, riding a wave, were some of the most memorable moments and some of the, you know, the greatest accomplishments and, you know, worst failures of my entire life. Like I have vivid memories and, and I used to have like these super vivid dreams of surfing. So to be a good surfer, like actually surfing is not hard. Anybody can do it. Actually riding a board is you're just kind of standing there and you know, you can get accustomed to throwing around your center of gravity and turning the board and doing some stuff. If you have a fundamental understanding of how a wave works and there's going to be different sections to it, but basically you have this fold in the water that's pushing in towards the beach and there's going to be a part of it that breaks into white water and you just kind of stay as close to the white water as possible, but actually in the wave. And, and that right there is like a 99% of wave riding, of actually riding, riding the wave. That, that's it right there. That's the magic. That, that's it. That's all it takes to be wave riding. 
the thing that makes a surfer great is that they are, you know, like good surfers are good watermen. That's what makes them an athlete. You know, some of those tricks they can pull off, that, that's, that's some pretty sick stuff. Not going to lie, and I don't mean to take from that at all. But it's the stuff that gets them to that point that makes them elite surfers. That's what makes you good. It's your ability to paddle out and get past those big waves to the point where you've, you know, you're able to catch them because you have to catch them way on the outside. You got to catch them before they break. You know, you don't want to just be catching a wave that's already half broken. You got to get out past those guys before you can even start getting into them and start surfing. Uh, and, And that's a lot of work. It's it's one thing to be swimming out there. Like if you're swimming, it's slow, but you can go and you know you're good. On a surfboard, you're on top of the water, so when you paddle out, every time one of those waves hits you, it knocks you back like 40, 50 feet. You lose ground, and it is it, it's draining on your muscles to do this for the length of a football field or more, especially in Texas. Like in California, it's not that much of a paddle out. The waves break right by the beach, but in Texas, you're paddling out the length of a football field. You know, you, you are paddling out past the end of those piers and you're, you're doing it on a rough day when the water's washing up into the dunes so that paddle is even longer. I've had days where I had to park the car on the road back by, uh, in Port Aransas, back by the University of Texas Research Institute and then walk over and then paddle out. And I've surfed the end of the Port Aransas jetty. I've got terrible stories about that, but I'll talk about those later on. Long story short, so what the point that I'm trying to get at is that as a surfer, um, you know, that that's that's the elite part of it is getting out there to that point, is being in a physical shape to where you can get out to that point and still have the juice to paddle back into a wave. You know, you got to be going a certain speed to do it. Another one of those things that makes you um, like a really good surfer is you, you got to be a bit of a rock hopper. You see, if you don't want to be paddling out that entire distance, well, then you're going to be running down the jetty. And you're going to be doing it in bad surf, you know, if you're good, if you're going for big waves. If you're going for small waves, it doesn't make much of a difference. But if you're going for big waves, you're, you know, you really don't want to be paddling out through the middle of that unless you're, like, really, really good, which I was never, <laughs> I was never that good. Uh, I just had fun with it, but I, I knew what I needed to do. You look for those rip currents, but also the easiest thing in the world to do is jump off the rocks. I spent many days snorkeling around all of the jetties uh, in on Padre Island because I wanted to learn where the rocks were. I wanted to learn where the shallow spots were, where the holes, where the rocks right under the surface, what is the safest rock to jump off of, and what direction do I need to go. I memorized that stuff, and to this day, I can still walk you out to the rocks that are safe to jump off of. They're a little bit different with some hurricanes, but I know uh, in particular, uh, we had like this big running gag out at Fish Pass because there was a certain rock that you walk all the way out to the end, and you go jump off this rock, and it was like, this is the one that's safe. This is the one you can jump off of. But, but haha, the big joke is that it's only six inches deep. Like the sand, it was a, a spit had formed at the end of those rocks. So you jump off, and you expect to go deep because it's so deep there. But no, it's just six inches deep. Like, you can land on your feet. You hope there's not a crab or something on the sandbar right there. So... Those were the things that were heralded as being, you know, the things that make you a next level surfer was your paddle out and and the rock hopping skills. You know, nobody ever thinks about that. But uh, imagine if you've ever been to Packery Channel, that is a steep slope sliding down those rocks. 
you have to do it with grace and a $700 surfboard. And you got to do it with that board tied to your ankle in between six or eight foot waves. You know, so you're standing up there. The waves are coming up over the sidewalk sometimes. You know, they're, they're hitting the rocks and they're washing down the sidewalk. And you got to walk out there and time it so that that wave goes by. You slide down those rocks with your $700 surfboard, trying not to ding anything. And then you got to make that jump at, a, at the exact time to where that next wave is not going to maul you when you when you when it hits you you know ideally you actually stand up on top of the rocks and you jump on top of that wave and ride down the back but that's the next level move. <laughs> but then jumping off the rocks is a next level thing that you got to learn so i'm getting around to my point here I'm being long-winded i apologize that's a, I, I don't know telling stories my way i guess is how i feel like a, pi- a podcast should be uh correct me if i'm wrong on that if i'm a little too long-winded in any event, so learning to rock hop, I guess. See, part of it as a surfer was there was a little bit of a, a not not a debate, maybe a healthy conversation. It was things that was discussed in surfer mags at the time, surfer magazines, where they were talking about barefoot versus wearing booties when you're surfing, and there was different you know sides of the coin different benefits to each the benefits of wearing booties was that you could walk down the jetties easier uh but you would get slime from the rocks on the booties and then when you go to stand up you'd slip around on the board and in general you slipped around a little bit more because you had wax on the board and the rubber from the booty did not really meld well with the wax on the board uh you the other side of the coin was that you want to go barefoot because that allowed you to feel the board better and you stuck to the wax a little bit better so that you you weren't slipping off and you're able to get a little bit more radical with it Um, but basically you just didn't want to be slipping off the board so I felt in that camp I didn't want to be slipping off the board. I wanted the feel for the board. I wanted to know everything that was going on. It's warm down here. I never needed booties. And basically, I'd spent my entire childhood running around on those rocks barefoot anyway. So I kind of learned it. And I'm pulling that into the fishing that I do now for two reasons. One of them is that I have more faith. Like, I want to feel those rocks. I want to know what's under my foot. Because the rocks themselves are not particularly sharp. It's the oyster shells and the barnacles. That's what's going to tear you up. You know, you get a little bit shredded on those tiny barnacles. But the big barnacles, they'll mess you up. They'll mess you up pretty good. But it's also that algae. Like, that's the biggest problem to me is that brown algae that builds up in the little puddles uh, particularly on the sidewalk, not even the rocks, but it does build up in the little puddle things in the rocks. That is the biggest problem. That, like that right there. I walk on the small barnacles, and walking on the rocks is not a problem at all, but there's like three or four different kinds of algae. The green stuff is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with the green algae. The leafy stuff is fine. I don't ever have a problem with that. It's the little stuff. And even that, I think there's like two different kinds of, of the little stuff that'll really mess you up. One of them's fine. Like, one of them provides traction. Uh, One of them grows on the little barnacles. So it might be slippery, but the little barnacles, like, that's like walking around on sandpaper. That gives you traction in and of itself. It's the other kinds of algae that mess you up when you're walking around on those things. 
on, on that stuff. And that's why I want to be barefoot is I want to feel what kind of algae I'm stepping on. I'm really cautious and I'm really careful, but I, I do want to feel what I'm stepping on out there. If you step on with your shoes, there's no telling, like you have no clue. You don't know what you're stepping on. If you accidentally step on a bit of that brown, you know, muddy, whatever algae that stuff is, the one that really likes to build up on the sidewalk, that one is the worst. And if you step on that with your shoes, especially if you're just walking down that sidewalk, you don't feel it. You just slip. Your foot is gone. It is out from underneath you before you even know what's going on. I want to feel that. I, I want to know what's happening underfoot. Um, I want to feel if I'm starting to slip so that I can try to catch myself. I can kind of correct. I, I, I actually try to feel around on the rock a little bit before I put my weight onto it. That's not to say I don't slip from time to time. I do, but it's it's rare. It doesn't happen that often at all. Um, and, and actually, so I'm also confident in a different, a different couple of ways of actually jumping off the rocks into the water. Uh, it doesn't matter where I'm at. If I can see the rocks down there, then I'm comfortable doing it and climbing in and out on the rocks, uh, even with waves, because there's kind of a technique to it. There's sometimes, like, like, like climbing in and out of the water on the rocks, the technique, the, the trick to it is that there are some times when you need to hold fast. You need to not move at all. You absolutely fight and let the water go by you. There's other times where you have to absolutely let loose and let the water go, take you. Uh, for example, if you have a wave pushing you towards the rocks, you fight that one. You, you, you cram yourself into a nook and you hold yourself as strong as you can so all that water rushes by you. You don't want to move an inch. When If you're on top of a rock, like say you're laying on top of a rock, six inches of water, and you had that wave come up and now it's washing out back into the channel or, so, or you know, off onto the, out into, back into the ocean, if it's, if it's kind of got you, roll with it. Like, don't slide across the rocks. You're going to roll. You are going to take the absolute path of least resistance back into the water. You just let it take you, and with every shell that you hit, you roll. You don't slide, you roll. And you just get back off of that rock as fast as possible. Now, you don't want to be doing that across a big thing of barnacles. You don't want to be doing that across a thing of oysters. But at the same time, you got to be careful about holding yourself fast, you know, against the thing of oysters. So it's kind of a hard thing to explain, but that's my two minutes of explaining the philosophy of climbing in and out of the water on the rocks. <laughs> There's, you, you got to, the, the, the number one thing is you got to be a kid growing up on the on the jetty, you know, and you got to spend a lot of time getting cut up and learning hard lessons. And that, so that's what we're trying to do with Savannah now. I'm trying to make her a little rock hopper. Uh, the other thing, like, and the last thing, I'm not going to make this a long podcast episode. This is just kind of something I felt like talking about. Uh, again, like I have this whole philosophy on, on being barefoot. I like the feel of it. I just like the feel of it. But there is one other thing that, uh, my dad instilled in me. This is his thing. And I'm going to carry the torch on this one. Um, so when I got laid off from the oil field, um, my feet are numb from, you know, wearing boots and working 16 and 18 and 30 hour days, being constantly on my feet, walking around. I don't know, getting fat, whatever the case may be. Like I, I'm getting like the last 10 years were really, really rough on my feet. Those, those boots, you know, like, I don't know what it is, the seller boots and just they're, I, I've got nice boots for work. Uh, you know, nice as in like they're, they're comfortable and they're waterproof. I like waterproof boots, you know, 
Um, but anyway, so I got nice boots for work because I knew I was going to be spending a lot of time on my feet. And basically, if you're in the oil field, you have to have boots and you're, you know, you want to invest in a nice pair of boots. You're spending all your time on your feet, give them the best thing that you can. So my, my feet, man, I got, I, I was after 10 years, I'm so tired of boots. I'm so done with shoes. Like I'm just, I'm just done with it. Um, I, I know this is a weird thing to focus on, but it really is like, that was kind of one of those things where it's like the second I got laid off was the last time I wore shoes and not entirely because I've gone into town or I've taken Rachel out to dinner or something like that. You know, I went to vid summit and I had to wear shoes for vid summit. I probably didn't. I could have worn sandals, but like I live in sandals. So I wore shoes out of appreciation for everybody. at too. <laughs> if you guys listen to this, I love you guys. So um, I'm living my life now, not wearing shoes. I run around barefoot. I'm a 10 year old kid all over again. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not really suffering from a whole lot of stress right now. Thanks to, you know, the lack of oil field, uh, thanks to a bit of the position that the oil field was able to put me in. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't go about spending a whole lot of money that I made there. And then on top of that, TubeBuddy is just like the most stress-free job ever. Uh, I'm loving it. So I'm not having any stress. And a part of that is, is uh, I don't know what that's called, but where like I'm, I'm focusing all of that energy of like what not stress is. Part of it is like, I ain't wearing shoes. I'm not doing that. That was my dad's thing. He always wanted to live without shoes. He hated it. He goes everywhere without shoes. And I, I fully support this. I want to go around everywhere without shoes. I don't like them. I want to be barefoot. So when I'm out fishing, uh, when I'm on the boat, when I'm at the jetty or at the beach, and even if I'm wade fishing, unless I'm in like a, a place that I, where I just can't do it, if I'm out having fun, if I'm doing what I'm enjoying, if I'm running around in Mexico, I'm doing it barefoot. I'm doing it in sandals, maybe. But those sandals come off the second I get in the car and I'm driving around and I'm not even kidding. Like if you can find any footage of me driving around, you're going to, you're going to see me barefoot driving the car. I put the shoes on to go into the store. Most times I am not opposed to walking into a stripes or an HEB with no shoes on. But the second I get out on the boat, the second I get out on the beach, if I'm out on that jetty, you know, those rocks get hot and that jetty is long. So I'll use the sandals to walk out to the end of that jetty. But you can rest assured, before I make my first cast, those shoes are coming off and they're not coming back on until we're, until we're headed back, until it's back to go to the mainland, until the fishing trip is over. And even then, as soon as I get back in that car, those shoes are coming off. So, you know, like I said, part of it is me just like taking back that 10 years in the oil field, you know, like it, it messed me up a little bit in the head, I guess. I don't know, because I'm always talking about it. But long story short, um, it's a thing of freedom, something, I don't know. It's a, a manifestation of happiness, joy. I don't know. I don't know what you call that. I don't know what the description is, but that's what it is. That's my, that's my thing. I don't want to be in shoes. Um, I enjoy feeling the feel of the rocks and I really love the feel of soft sand under my feet. And like, you know, the, the oppressive thing that was the oil field prior doesn't get to take that away from me anymore so that's what that is uh who was that again let me look at that name one more time i'm shutting this thing down uh i'll, I'll stop with my rant about this blue lines 5.0 
sir, thank you so much for bringing up this topic. I, I have fun talking about this. This is a stupid and ridiculous and yet so powerful to me conversation to be having. It's a fun one to talk about. Feel free to make fun of me. I know there's not like comments on the podcast or nothing, but uh, feel free if you're ever on the YouTube channel and you see me wandering around without shoes, feel free. Harass me about it. I got no problems with that. I'll laugh right alongside with you. And, you know, thank you for hanging out with me on the podcast here. I, I really appreciate uh, you. I appreciate you, you know, listening and, and not listening. I don't really care about that so much as I care about like, uh, you know, just kind of having you there. Uh, whoever you are at this particular time, you are somebody who supports me on the podcast, on the channel, and all the other ridiculous stuff that we're, you know, we're trying to do. And, and I really appreciate that. Like, this is something that I'm still to this day, we've been doing it for, or on our fifth year now. And I'm still as excited about it as I was on the first day. I want to keep it that way. And, and when we're having like the hardest of days, you being there is what really drives it home that's what really makes it happen uh and on this particular day on the jetty that was i talked about it in that video as well as so i'll reiterate on that you know like that video almost didn't happen because i got a little bummed out because the reel seized up on me but i was like you know what no i got people that support me and i'm going to you know in honor of them i'm going to go back out and we're going to fish and we're going to have fun and we're going to make the right kind of video out of this instead of just crying about a busted reel and it ended up paying off in my in in my psyche like and i i had such a great day that day i am so thankful that i did that and i have you to thank for pushing me into it so thank you so much for being there really appreciate you and i look forward to seeing you in the next video the next podcast if you have something that you would like to you know talk about on the podcast if that's something that you would be interested in hanging out with me and talking one-on-one -on -one and talking about a subject like this i'd love to have you on hit me up um, you can email me. That's in the description of all the videos on YouTube. You can send something in the comments. Hit me up on social media. That's, you know, Stanley Orchard on, on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. And until I do, have a great day. And I look forward to seeing you next time.